Hello. Hey guys. We already started recording and I have fucked my notes, so you're going to get a very botched story. Yes, we're just going for it. Mm -hmm. And we're just going to run with it and see what happens. It's our first podcast, so welcome. And I'm Emily. I'm Ashley. (laughs) (laughs) This is our podcast. Um, It's called A Couple of Pisces. Mm -hmm. In case if you were wondering, we're Pisces. Yeah, you know, with a podcast. A couple. Well, we're not dating. (laughs) I'm married. I'm very single, but <laughs> hey. <laughs> uh, so we're dang it. <laughs> she goes dang it. <sighs> Sorry about the notification. Uh, <laughs> I was waiting for it to make the sound, and then it didn't make the fucking sound. I think it made the sound before the notification. Oh, that would make sense. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we're super into all types of shit. Oh yeah. Um, we love true crime, witchy stuff, uh, ghosty things, astrology, paranormal shit, freaking aliens, dogs, <laughs> all sorts of stuff. You're gonna get it all. Yeah, we are not limiting ourselves to any one thing. We might go a little bit heavy on something sometimes, and then we might throw in a fucking random podcast about our day at work. Mm Mm-hmm. So. I think our game plan right now is that I'll do an episode, and then actually we'll do an episode, and then you'll get an episode of us just talking about whatever the fuck we feel like, and that's how that's gonna go. Yeah, because we've found we listen to... A lot of the same podcasts, Mm -hmm. and we've just kind of found out that we love hearing, like, all the information everybody's putting out, but we also really like hearing about people's lives. Yep. And there's, like, some people who are very into, um, crime junkie, how they have, like, they just kind of, like, hop right into it, Mm -hmm. but I want to know about you in your life, so that's what you're going to get here. Like, Tell me what the fuck just happened before you started recording this podcast. Yeah. Like, I want to know it all. What's your dog's name? Let's go. (laughs) Okay. Well, then I'm going to start off and I'm going to tell you a story, a true crime story. That's my dog crying, if you heard him. (laughs) Um, And it's about Eli Stetsman, and we already started recording this, but I wrote my notes like a fucking story, and I'm not trying to do that, so it might be completely botched now. But we working on it. Yes. Just stay with us. Yes. So, Eli Stetsman was born in Ohio in 1950 to an Amish family, and while growing up, it was super tough for him to follow, like, the Amish rules. Yeah. And regulations. Oof. Oof. Feel that, sir. Rebel. <laughs> Get out there. <laughs> um, his dad was, like, a high up in the church, and he wasn't having it, so he told his son, see you later. <laughs> he said, boy, bye. <laughs> yeah. And Eli ended up leaving and going to live with a, like, less strict 
Amish family. Mm-hmm. And at this family's house, which they lived on a farm, um, the farmer's wife noticed something sticking out from underneath his mattress. Ooh. Yeah, while she was cleaning his room. Which, by the way, if somebody was fucking like, like cleaning my room for me and I had something, I had a secret. I wouldn't leave it out for everybody. <laughs> right? Just like, be like, oh, the co- the corner's sticking out. You're just like, you know. Yeah, halfway that's sticking fine. out. Well, I'm not she... worried about my mom looking at shit in my room. <laughs> <laughs> Throwback to when my dad found weed in my room. Yes. <laughs> Fucking got me a paraphernalia charge. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> it's okay. I was like 17, so I got it off my record, and we're good. You know, killed the vibe, but we go in again. <laughs> right back on it. <laughs> anyway, so the farmer's wife sees this sticking out from underneath his mattress, and is like, the fuck? What is this? And she goes and looks, and it was a porno magazine. But it was a gay porno magazine, which was not okay. Yeah. Have you, so you said that you don't really know anything about Amish people, right? No, not really. Do you know what they look like? Um, vaguely. I've seen Breaking Amish. On Hulu? Yes. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to refer to that. <laughs> um, so they are very against, like, any, like, new world stuff, like driving or oh. having a car or electricity oh shit yeah so it's Damn. like serious hardcore yeah they use fucking porta potties guys i would no electricity oh what you didn't know that oh no think about this in the winter time you'd have to leave your house to go use a freaking cold ass porta potty the first time i ever had to do that i'm like five years old my mom's like go outside in the cold by yourself to go pee i would be like gotta go see you later i don't know where i'm gonna go right now but i'm leaving and i'm gonna go yeah running on the streets i'm gonna go find electricity (laughs) and toilets that are inside a car that i can drive at five (laughs) (laughs) yeah but they're like super strict on like worldly stuff yeah (laughs) but so she found this porno magazine i did i mention that i was a gay porno magazine yeah okay well that's not acceptable one because they're amish two because it was a porno magazine yeah and um going back to one being gay in an amish community if you were wondering is not okay so eli done really fucked up yeah to them yeah which makes me really sad for him. Yeah. At this point in his life, but not later in life. He can get fucked. <laughs> <laughs> so, him being alone, he decided to go back to his, like, original Amish community with, yeah. like, his family and friends and stuff like that. But that mm-hmm. would be, like, super hard just because once you leave your community, you can get shunned. Oh, but they took him back. Oh. Yeah, and he ended up getting married to Ida. Yes, Ida. I really like that name, and I don't think I've ever heard it before. Ida? Yeah. No offense to all of our Ida fans, but I'm sorry. Ida, not a great name. 
Really? Yes. Ida? I think you're wrong. That um, sounds like a Ida. Miss. You're beautiful, you're magnificent, you're wonderful. <laughs> Don't ever let me tear you down like that. But your name sounds like the brand of It is the name of a it's it is the name of a brand of potatoes. No fucking way. Yeah. Isn't Ohio Those... where you get potatoes from too? Idaho. <laughs> I was like, her family done fucked her up. They were like, we got Idaho potatoes. We got Ida. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) I get why it's Ida. (laughs) Oh, wow. Okay. That was really fucking confusing for a minute. Perfect. (laughs) I connected the dots, though. Anyways, so he married a woman (laughs) named Ida. Beautiful soul. You beautiful potato. <laughs> Please um, tell me Ida's going to be okay in this story. Let me go. Just okay. That's fine. That's fine. Okay. So he gets married on Christmas Day of 75, and Ida had no idea about his secret. Ida and is also an Amish woman who lives in the community that his parents live in. So she had no idea. But not even a year later, they have a kid named Danny, and he was born September 7th, 1996. Just a year before I was born. Oh, yeah. I was like, <laughs> I was like is this story that recent? <laughs> I had to think so hard. You were like, hard. what? <laughs> no way. <laughs> 1996? What? Anyways. (laughs) So after Danny was born, they moved to this 95-acre farm. 95 acres? Yeah. Um, which is also still a part of that community that I was telling you about, so it makes me really wonder how big is this community if they have 95 acres. But, um, Eli started making a business with Ida, and they had a dairy business together. So, they had, like, this big-ass barn with a whole bunch of cows in it. And they were making, like, pretty good money. Wholesome. Yeah. Um, and then, on July 11th, 1977, there was an electrical storm that came through Ohio. And their barn set on fire. Oh. Yeah. So, Ida, being the woman that she is... Decided to run in there and go grab some cows. And Badass. I know, right? And then when Eli finally got over there with, like, a pail of water because of their whole, like, worldly oh. thing, he had a fucking pail of water in this yeah. big-ass barn that was on fire. Yeah. He came back oh. and, yeah, and Ida was laying in the entrance. <gasps> yeah. Like, non-responsive. Oh. And at the time, she was either eight months pregnant or six months pregnant. I didn't... It, like, different articles said, like, different things. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I mentioned this in this one. But my sources are Murderpedia and <laughs> one random video on the internet that was, like, 45 minutes long. Yes. So... Yes. Things might be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> And that's that. Yeah. <laughs> she was pronounced dead at the scene, 
Um, mm-hmm. Once the cops finally got there, which I'm kind of confused on, like, how the cops actually got there if they don't have, like, phones. Yeah, how were they notified? I don't fucking know. <laughs> Big they saw the smoke signals. <laughs> they were like, oh, shit, we gotta go there. I know. That's where we gotta be. Um, an eagle... Eagle. An eagle. <laughs> an eagle notified the police. <laughs> no, I definitely just called Eli Eagle, so that's his new name. Yes. <laughs> Eli. A little eagle cub. Okay. Eli. Eli struggled with what happened and actually, like, got really depressed. And, um, Ida's parents were, like, starting to worry about him and his well-being, and he didn't seem, like, stable enough to take care of Danny. Oh. Yeah, so they were, like, really stressed just for Danny's sake. And, um, Danny, Eli, not Danny, Danny's, like, a little boy, (laughs) Eli started leaving for, like, long periods of times, like, days he would be gone. Just dipping? He's like, oh, I gotta go. Well, you know what he was doing? What? He was putting ads in local newspapers, seeking other men. Yeah. And he would be, like, man looking for, like, company of, like, another man. Oh, wow. Like, Craigslist type shit. You know what I'm saying? like, a newspaper, yeah. A real newspaper. (gasps) Yeah. Is this, like, in, like, the nearby city? Like, outside of the Amish community? Well, because of, like, the whole worldly thing, none of them knew. So it wouldn't have mattered. (gasps) Yeah, right? Crazy. Anyways, so... Eli kind of just started to spiral from there, and he ended up getting electricity in his barn. He cut his beard. Um, He's rebelling. He for sure is rebelling. He got a car. Damn, Eli. I don't don't really know where he got money to get a car, but anyways. And all of that, by the way, is breaking Amish rules. And Mm. Eli... Decided that he was going to have a big barn party full of just gay men. Oh. At his barn on the Amish property. And oh. Well, he never got caught, but, like, Dang. damn, how ballsy. Like, yeah, he is, like, reckless. Yeah, imagine Ida's parents coming up there and they just right? see a whole bunch of men just... She's just, like, grinding on each other. Yeah, she's like, I'm just going to go check on my... Good little Danny boy grandson. Oh, they didn't They didn't really, like, approve of him just because he's always been kind of like a rebel growing oh, up. Oh, yeah. Like, even his dad didn't really approve of him. Oh, dang. Yeah. Um, so. Sorry. That's not okay. Just trying to hold your foot. <laughs> <laughs> Weird. Um, so, the Amish community. Good God. <laughs> <laughs> the amish community community did not approve of danny's worldly way danny damn eli's (laughs) danny this innocent child is like i'm not throwing barn parties (laughs) that's my dad the amish community did not approve of Eli, <laughs> worldly ways and eli actually got like really tired of it and he was tired of like the gossip that he would hear so he decided that he was just gonna pack it all up and leave he's like bitch i'm gone yeah he literally put danny in the car and peaced out 
That was my question. Did he take Danny with him? Apparently so. He sure did. And he went towards Austin, Texas, just in case if you were wondering. <gasps> just because they have a really big um, gay community. Or at the time, they had a, like a very big gay community mm-hmm. there. So that way he would feel more, I guess, at peace with himself or yeah. at home. But this was actually, like, super tough for Danny because he's just a little boy and all he's ever known is the Amish community. Yeah. So it was hard for him to grasp, like, how big the world really is. Mm-hmm. He didn't know what was going on out there. No, he had no idea. And yeah. uh, Eli really didn't help him with that at all. No. Um, but Eli, being the businessman that he is, like, had a dairy farm and whatnot, um, which he doesn't have anymore because he moved. Mm-hmm. But he decided to make a construction business. Okay. Yeah. I'll and so he was her. pretty. He was making pretty good money doing that, and he got a house for Danny and him, and he had a bunch of men working for him. So it was like a legit thing. He was like running shit. Yeah. He had a whole operation going. He sure did. Um, one day when he was driving home, he saw this man on the road who was hitchhiking, and his name is Glenn Pritchett. Okay. Um, I'm pretty sure his last name is Pritchett. If I'm saying it wrong, I'm sorry. Um, but Glenn shared with Eli that he was from a super strict Mormon family, so him and Eli kind of connected on that level of, like, both coming from very strict areas or, like, families and stuff like that. They can relate to each other. Yeah. So, Eli found out that Glenn was from Montana. I was definitely going to (laughs) say Minnesota, but it's Montana. (laughs) Um, And that he had actually just moved there. And he had nothing, so Eli offered him a room at his house and a job Aww. at his construction business. What um, a guy. Yeah. Glenn told him, Glenn told Eli that he kind of lost himself. Yeah. Like, had a family, um, joined the military, and then just started drinking and, like, threw it all away. Oh, wow. Yeah, and he left his family in Montana, and he went to Austin because he thought maybe he could fix himself. Yeah. Figure and, out who he is, do some soul searching. Yeah. But while Glenn was at Eli's house, he didn't really like, like, what he saw parenting-wise from mm. Eli. Because Eli, I guess, was kind of, like, letting men in and out of his house. And he had, like, a different boyfriend every night. Oh, wow. And that really upset him because Danny saw it all. Yeah. And it, at the time, I'm assuming it was kind of uncomfortable. Because it's not, like, now where people, we can understand, like, people are the way that they are. Yeah. And um, that was... be who you want to be. Yeah. Yeah. And that was really hard for... Glenn to understand. Oh. Especially because he was like, I don't know who I am. So mm-hmm. it would probably be crazy to see people who knew who they were. Yeah. But Glenn and Danny were like super close. So he was 
I think Glenn was more upset that his parent wasn't shielding him from all these different men that were coming in and out yeah. of his life. Yeah. I don't know if it really had anything to do with, like, he's gay mm-hmm. more than it's not stable for a child to see their dad with a different man all the time. Right. And Glenn was starting to get pissed because Eli wasn't paying him at his construction job anymore. Oh, shit. Yeah. And Glenn told Eli, he's like, I'm not working anymore. I'm not doing any more jobs for you until you pay me. Yeah. And, um, so they had that conversation, and that's the last anybody saw of Glenn. What? Yeah. He, like, disappeared. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, a week later, the police come to Eli's door, and they're like, hey, we heard that Glenn was, like, living with you. Mm-hmm. Where is he at? Because he's Where missing. Where he at, though? Yeah. Where he at? And I'm assuming, like, all the construction people are like, where's Glenn? And then mm-hmm. also probably his family is like, where's my Where dad? Is this man? Yeah. And Eli told them... That Glenn got a bus ticket to Montana to see his family, or to move back, pretty Mm -hmm. much. And that he hasn't seen him since. And the police literally told him that Glenn was shot in a ditch, dead. What? Yeah. And there was no response from Eli. He just looked at them? Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, and I'd arrest him right there. Right? I'd be like, sir, you gave yourself away. It is time to go. <laughs> so, Eli was like, I don't know what to tell you, because yeah. that's what he told me last. And then the police left. They obviously didn't feel comfortable with it, but they were yeah, like, clearly. What a weird dude. Yeah, they were like, okay, I guess if that's what you said. Mm-hmm. And then Eli, being super fucking sketchy, put Danny in the car and left. To Wyoming. To Wyoming? To Wyoming. What the fuck is in Wyoming? I'll tell you what the fuck is in Wyoming. (gasps) Eli's got some friends that live in Wyoming that have a daycare. Oh. And Eli told the Barlows, which is like a family, they're like a little couple Uh who run this daycare, Mm. and he told them that the police in Texas... We're trying to frame him for a murder in that he needed to, like, prove his innocence. What are they going to do to help you? They're going to watch Danny for, like, six months. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. How did he find these people? I don't really know. Did he put an ad in the Wyoming newspaper? He was <laughs> like. take my kid. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I need to clear my name, take my <laughs> child so fucking weird i will come back although that sounds sketchy and it sounds like i won't be back but i allegedly will yeah um well they believed him what (laughs) yeah they believed that he didn't do anything and that he needed to clear his name and they took danny for him so that he could go clear his name in texas but you know what eli didn't do what that (laughs) he went across country um, partying it up. Cool. Having, like, rendezvous with, Ooh. like, other gay men. Um, and this is kind of where it gets iffy, but some people do believe that he was in New Mexico, I believe. 
and murdered two other people. What the fuck? Yeah, but I couldn't find anything about it. So, uh. it could be true, it could not be true, but I'm just gonna insert it here because that's where this goes. Allegedly. Mm-hmm. Went into a gas station and shot his friends or something like that. Oh my god, a maniac! Yeah. A maniac! But, eventually he does go back to the Barlows to pick up Danny. And that was Christmas of, we don't really know, but, but Danny's birthday nonetheless. What? Wasn't he born on Christmas? No, he got married on Christmas. Ah, different, different life events. I think Danny was born in September. Oh, he was. September 7th. Got it. Yep. Okay. But like (laughs) December, like 14th, I think is when... Eli goes back to get Danny from the Barlows, and Danny had a really good time with the Barlows. He, like, loved them. He didn't want to go. Well, he wanted to be with his dad, but he also didn't want to, like, leave this family. Yeah. Which makes me really sad. He's torn. Yeah. But the entire time that all this is going on, Mm -hmm. Ida's parents are asking, like, where's Danny at? Like, why isn't he writing me anymore? Because he, like, would write them whenever he lived in Texas. Yeah. And since they're Amish, they don't, like, answer, like, phone calls or anything like that because they don't have cell phones. And so writing was literally the only way that they could, like, have a hold of him. Mm -hmm. And Eli wrote them a letter saying that Danny was dead and he died in a car accident. The audacity. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. So... You just killed off your own son. Yeah. What? I guess before he did that, he told Ida's parents that they were going to go visit them for Christmas, Mm. and then they didn't show up, and that's when... Yeah, they were like, what's going on? Yeah. Um... So, that happened, and kind of, when this is happening, I guess they're driving through Chester, Nebraska. Perfect. Have you ever been there? No. Me either. But we are in the state. Yes, we're from Nebraska. We are in Nebraska currently. We currently are. Um, and I have no idea where Chester, Nebraska is, and I Me probably either. should have looked it up. But, right. anyway, so they're in Chester, Nebraska, and they're driving back to Ohio, when apparently Danny gets an upper respiratory infection and dies. What? Yeah. How random. Um, very random. And you know what Eli does? Huh. He puts him in the middle of a field and buries him in snow. Are you fucking kidding me? I'm not fucking kidding you. What? How upsetting. My heart. Yeah, right? How dare you? Right? Your little son. So, some pheasant hunter finds him once the snow, like, starts to melt. Mm-hmm. And Danny goes, like, on, like, nameless, pretty much, Aww. for years. And he's called Little Boy Blue. Oh, Yeah. That's so sad. It's super sad. Um, he's called Little Boy Blue because his skin was so blue from being cold. Ooh, that just gave me chills. Yeah. Oh, right? That poor baby. Anyways, so what do Ida's parents do? They go up to Wyoming to the Barlows. They take a bus, which is against the Amish rules. So they were like super serious. 
They wanted to know what was going on because it seemed super sketchy. Oh, I love them. Right? Hell yeah, I just so, parents. Right? So they show up at the Barlows and they're like, we just want to see Danny's grave. Like, we know he passed away in a car accident and the Barlows are like, we don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, right? We, last time we saw him, he was alive and doing good. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. So then... Ida's parents are super confused, and they're like, what's going on? And Eli is MIA, and the Barlows can't get a hold of Eli either. Shit. Yeah. So everybody's just completely sketched out. Mm-hmm. And then, like, one day the Barlows get this magazine in the mail, and it's an article, and it says, What Happened to Little Boy Blue? Like, the title is that. Ooh. Yeah, and it's so close to where they live in Wyoming that they are super suspicious. So yeah. they call the Chester, Nebraska police, and they're like, I think we know who this is. Mm-hmm. And they go to Wyoming and get fingerprints off of one of Danny's books that he loved to read. Oh, my God. Yeah, and they verified it. <gasps> it was Danny. Oh. I know. I have freaking goosebumps. I know. That's so sad, but that's fucking epic that they were able to, like, Go out there and get a fingerprint off of, like, a book that he hasn't touched in so long. I know. They confirmed it. Which, like, makes me think, like, the police, they did their fucking job there. Hell yeah, they did. Which is super rare, but they did it. They did it. They fucking did that shit. So, they had a warrant out for Eli. Yeah. Um, for aggravated, uh, abuse um child abuse and eli is still mia until one day he reports his car being stolen smooth move eli i know at fort worth texas oh yeah so the police are like looking up his information and they're like holy shit this man's got a warrant Mm -hmm. um i believe he had another warrant for glenn's death too because they were oh, like shit, super suspicious about like what happened to glenn yeah because he just dipped and like fucking left but yeah he was like oh yeah sorry don't know what you're talking about peace out dogs so also whoever fucking stole his car nicely done yeah you fucking did that shit yeah so eli got extradited back to nebraska for Danny's case and um during all of this Ida's parents are like super suspicious but they obviously have no idea what's going on Mm -hmm. because of their Amish rules and they actually on their way back home um go to the police about Ida's death Um. and originally Eli had told the policeman that Ida had a heart condition when she was a child and the police just believed him and was like that's probably what her that's probably what she died from is her heart condition while she was in like the smoke and fire and Ida's parents were like that's not true she didn't have a heart condition Mm -mm. so now they think that he's murdered his wife his child and Glenn Fuck Eli. Right? Fuck that man. Right? So he gets extradited back to Nebraska for Danny's death, and they couldn't prove that he killed Eli. He killed Danny. 
Not Eli. <laughs> oh, no. Um, but they couldn't prove that he killed Danny. So they couldn't charge him with that, but they charged him for um, abuse, which he only got a year for. Yeah. And they couldn't charge him for Ida's murder because it had been, like, nine years. Oh. And there was no proof anymore. So that's two murders that he wasn't charged with. They did charge him with Glenn's murder because the story that he told them in the first place was that he got a bus ticket to go back to Montana. Mm-hmm. He switched it up. Eli. Yeah. He switched it up when they caught him the second time, and he said that somebody was yelling at Glenn in his house, and it got really loud, and then all of a sudden he heard gunshots and he just stayed in bed, and he didn't check until the next morning, and Glenn was gone. What? I'm sorry, but if somebody's shooting a gun in my house, I'm not going to fucking lay in my bed all night and, and then check in the morning. And also, if your kid is there... Yeah. Like, how are you so calm, cool, and collected... Yeah. ...when that shit's going down? You're like, oh, I'll check it out in the morning. Fuck it. Right? Like, I'll make it through the night. No worries. Yeah sketchy right so they sketchy. got him on that they got him in a lie so they Good. charged him with the murder of glenn and he got 40 years including the one year of abuse but he was paroled why is that even an option when you get convicted of a murder i don't know like how can you fucking be let back out into the world yeah you want to know how soon he was paroled how soon? 13 years. 13 years? March of 2002, he was paroled and let out. Beautiful. Love that. Mm-hmm. Right? Oh. Um, Danny might have been born in 1986, and I might have put 1996. Just a quick circle back. Or maybe 1976. But let's just say he was paroled after 13 years, and that's, yeah. like, super fucked. That's fucking insane. Yeah, well, it's good because while in prison, he was diagnosed with HIV, mm-hmm. and he moved back to Fort Worth, Texas, but he felt, like, super depressed because he couldn't do it with anybody without letting them know that he has, like, HIV. Yeah. So on January 31st, 2007, the police get a call to his address, and Eli cut himself on his arms then wrapped himself in a blanket and sat down on the couch and watched TV until he died. Yeah. Oh my actual fucking God. Yeah. So, he got paroled after 13 years, after murdering however many people, three or five, there's a chance that he murdered five people, and then he kills himself. In the most, like fucked way yeah like you really like cut your arms wrapped yourself in a blanket and was like all right i'll go watch tv yeah just some spongebob while i fucking (laughs) dip out this dimension i don't understand it because i see like all these things on netflix about like all these murderers who just want to be paroled because maybe it like wasn't their fault that they murdered somebody or something yeah and he gets out and he is most likely murdered five people and then he wants to die yeah like um god i can't remember what the show is called 
but they basically tell a bunch of these stories where it's like um there's these guys that are in jail for like life sentences or even like the death penalty for like a murder and it wasn't um it wasn't them that committed the murders a lot of the times it was like the person they were with just fucking randomly killed somebody and Mm -hmm. because they were there and like because of the times and the shitty police systems they just convicted them of murder Mm -hmm. and never had the chance for parole they're just sitting on like death row yeah and this man who has proven has been proven to have murdered some at least one person but has the potential of five Mm mm-hmm And they were like, you know, 13 years, good enough. See you later, dog. Yeah, fuck that. Yeah. That's so, like, irritating. God, what a piece of fucking work. I know. I know. He got fucking HIV, and then he felt so much self-pity because he couldn't fuck somebody that he wanted to die. Right? He was like, now my life is ruined. Yeah. So I gotta go, even though he put a stop to potentially five people's lives. Yep. So that's the story of Eli Stutzman. Jesus. Oh, and the reason, like, you were wondering, you were wondering something, like, how I came across it. Yeah. Because I was on this website where it was, like, like some of the craziest murders from, like, every state. And yeah. then I would give off two. Yeah. And I had never heard of Eli Stutzman, and they brought it up in Nebraska because oh, of damn. Little Boy Blue. Damn. Yeah. I was wondering if it had something to do with Nebraska, because when you threw that was in there, that in there, I was like, you know, I bet so. Mm-hmm. Who was the other one? Hmm? Who was the oh, other one? Oh, I don't one? remember. Oh. I really got into this one because it was like a gay Amish man. Yeah. Who couldn't be Amish because he was gay. Yeah. I don't know. That was kind of cool, but. That's interesting. The story is extremely fucked, and it's I feel so fucked. sad for like his wife and his child and possibly the other two people that he murdered and Glenn like Glenn left behind two kids who are still alive and I actually tried looking up like your death certificate Mm -hmm. and like autopsy report for Glenn I couldn't find anything there's like nothing on the internet like that for this case yeah but it brought up, like, this little memorial, um, page for, um, <laughs> Glenn, and one of his kids wrote on it and said, oh. we love you always, Dad, or something like that, and that made oh, me so sad. That makes me so sad. Yeah. But. Oh, what a little honey, Glenn. That's yeah. Sad. Damn. So I'm not doing true crime next time, I'm gonna do something else. And if the story was a little bit confusing, that's because I originally wrote it, like, an actual little tale, like, story tale. (laughs) And, I don't know. It'll be better eventually. Yeah, we're just figuring out what works for us right now. Yes. And then working out the kinks. Mm Mm-hmm. But we're excited to be here. Yes. And we hope you're excited to be here. Um, so now we gotta go record Ashley's story. Yes! Okie doke. How do we end it? I don't know.
don't know. I don't know either. We just say goodbye. We don't have any social media right now, so don't follow us there. Yeah, we ain't got none of that yet, but... We will, eventually. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Well, thanks for listening to us. Yes. In the next episode you hear from us, it's going to be a little something spooky. And then, you know, just some information about who we are. Yep. All right. Goodbye. Bye.